The world we know is a collection of stories, tales, and legends, either real or imagined. All need to be told. There is a place to tell them. So if you want to go there, just click your heels and come join us. The Wizards of Odd. Hello, Don. Hello, my fellow wizard. Welcome. Welcome to the Wizards of Odd. Thank you so much for finding us. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. Welcome. We're glad you found us. If you're a regular, even better. Yes. You've subscribed. We love you. Listen, if you like our show, a very easy way of showing it is just to hit the like button, subscribe, or tell somebody about the show. That would be great. And then we'll grow exponentially. Exponentially. We should talk like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi tonight. That doesn't sound like it. What's, what's the actor's name? What's his actor? That was... Um, I can't believe I can't think of that. This is the British guy. Yeah. I can't, very famous. I can't remember his name now. It's, it's really sad that we can't do that. He was very good friend. It turns out... Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Yeah, great actor. He's in one of the best movies I like, uh... Bridge Over River Quad. Oh, what a great movie. He uh, was a great actor, but also he did Obi-Wan Kenobi. But in real life, he turned out, I never knew this, he was very good friends with somebody, James Dean. Really? And when James Dean bought that car, he said to him, I have a bad feeling about this. You should not drive this car. Did he really? Yeah. You should not drive this car. Do not. <laughs> this is not the car you're looking this for. Is not the car. This is not the mileage you seek. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's true. That was wow. weird. How do you, that always interests me how things converge like that. That is crazy. Because you wouldn't put, you forget that he was a young actor. He, yeah, because you picture him as being young. Yeah. And you picture Alec Guinness as being older. You don't realize at one time they were the same age hanging out. You know what's amazingly frustrating? Everything. How <laughs> the hell do we wind up talking about things that are so away from what we want to Actually, talk I plan about. it. I plan the whole thing. I just, I know exactly where I'm going to go. I think you do, actually. <laughs> The little man inside me goes, go ahead. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That is too funny. But, yeah, you have found the Wizards of Odd. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We want you to start going to our social media. Yes. We have stepped up our game in the social media. We are greatly going to be stepping things up very soon. Yeah, very soon. uh, We're We're trying to take it to a better level. Really special announcements for you. But tonight. But not now. We are going to talk about something that, as I say it all the time, we've always wanted to talk about this. Yeah, this is a strange story. Um, it's kind of, I guess we would call it books inspired by the devil. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, or Mr. Right? Book, Mr. Bookman, get busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these, these are about two, there's a lot of odd books in the world. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of old books. Yeah. And these are two old books that we're going to talk about tonight that are very bizarre books. One... It's so bizarre, nobody even really knows what it's about or who did it. And they've been debating this for years. And it's still never been translated exactly. No, because I mean, they have some theories. But and the other one is just, it's just so amazing, unbelievably put together that you'll be it's, shocked. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, what's interesting is when we were looking up information on these two books, I came across some other things that... I didn't really feel they were worthy of doing a lot of research on and talking about them. But there were some stories about um, a nun who was possessed by the devil and wrote a letter from the devil to the church. 
and it was, you know, basically, you know, ripping on the church for, <laughs> you know, outcasting him, and he really was so, the guy So in basically, charge. the devil was reduced to a complaint letter. Yeah, it was. It was and a, it's hot down here. <laughs> a, yeah, it was a complaint letter So look, I'm taking devil. your nun here for a little while, because she, <laughs> she has very good handwriting. She has great handwriting. I want you to understand the agony I'm in down here. <laughs> and Milton wasn't even close. And, and there were just so many other things that people said were inspired by the devil. But these two things that we're going to stress on tonight, um, man, I don't know. Maybe these are the closest things that could have been well, you get, you get, inspired um, by the devil. You get a lot of these old books. you got to realize books were – it wasn't like people were printing books all the time. Right. And a lot of these books were, are handwritten. These are handwritten. Yeah. In the old days, they used to like to bind them and everything like that, mostly in uh, – Mostly in monasteries, probably. Mm-hmm. They did all illuminated writing. But it wasn't really common. But these, these are two bizarre books, handwritten. Yeah. yeah. That, and back then, you had a lot of books. You could find a lot of old books or purported old books. Some of them are uh, based on grimoires or people's uh, spell books mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, I've got four or five books by Alistair Crowley alone. Not yes. handwritten, thank God, but... <laughs> I stopped by to give you my autograph. Go here, away. Here, take this, Don. <laughs> uh, take this. May it serve you well. Um, but the first one, um, and you may have heard about this, I don't know, maybe, <clears throat> I, I guess if you're just a normal person not keeping track of this kind of shit, you never did hear about it. But if you're us, you've heard about it. It's called the Voynich Manuscript. The Voynich Manuscript. And, I mean, if that name, the name itself makes it sound like, you know, oh, there's got to be something really weird yeah, it going is weird. on with this. It is weird because nobody really knows what it is. And we'll explain that to you a little bit. It's called the Voynich Manuscript because it was discovered by a man named Voynich. Right. And he was going through a bunch of rare books. He was a rare book dealer, this guy, Voynich. And he went to, uh, he would go to find lots of really old books and things because he wanted to sell rare and old books. Mm-hmm. And he was buying some books from the Jesuits, I think it was, wasn't it? I think it was the Jesuits, yeah, yes. Yeah, somewhere near Rome. And he found uh, this book in it. And it was it's a book that's very bizarre because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's in a very precise handwriting. Very yes. precise handwriting. One hand through the whole book. You can say right. percent, and it, it's not in a language that anybody recognizes or a code that anybody's uh, unable to, able to break. Right. You know, it's like they looked at it and they're like, they don't even know what it means and uh, but it's a very old manuscript from like the 1500s or something. It's they said it was written somewhere between 1404 and 1430. And if it was gibberish, you wouldn't take the time to write that many pages of it. And plus, it right. has illustrations. It's full of like like painted illustrations from uh, paints that had to be mixed as you did it. You took like water or whatever, and you mixed it with these little uh, preparations of color. Different, mm-hmm. and you made your own paint. So it's like almost watercolored and drawn, bizarre drawings of like plant life. Yep. And uh, medicine and stuff that nobody recognizes. Yeah. And a lot of drawings with women in them. Animals. In tubes and things and astrological signs. Yeah. It's just, it's almost like an al- like an alchemist did it and tried to hide everything he, yeah. he was doing. And But it's just, it's so well hidden. Everybody's like, is there anything there at all? And they call it a codex. Yeah. Which like is a, really yeah. like a codex is when you have a manuscript that's put together with, they call the paper like vellum and all. Yeah, it sounds old-fashioned, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, and, it, and it's usually about spiritual, they think spiritual and, It's you know, a mystical quality yeah, and mystical things like things. that. Almost like I said, almost like a book of magic, even though it's, you know, it's like an in-between thing. And this was the 15th century, and the, the author is unknown, and the script, the writing is unknown, you know, the purpose and meaning of the book is unknown. Right. But you have to. But there'll be. You can go online, look at this thing. You'll see what you, we mean. You can actually read it online. 
Yeah, uh, you can read it. it yeah, you read well, about I it. mean, you can read about it. But it actually does show, like, stylistic analysis of it shows that it was done during the Italian uh, Renaissance period. And a lot of people have actually come out and said, because they can't basically decode it, they said it might just be a form of cryptography or a meaningless hoax. Yeah, for a hoax, it would be a hell of a thing. It's a lot of work uh, for a hoax. They, they, they've tried to uh, associate a lot of people. At one point, like you said, in Italy, they, some people try to think it was maybe Leonardo da Vinci as a child did it. Yeah. And did it and scribbled it out. Because the writing is very similar to a lot of the writing he uses. Because he wrote in his own little code in, in a mirror form. Mm-hmm. And the handwriting was similar. But somebody looked at this and said, actually, actually, and I looked at it too. It actually looks like it might be some kind of Hungarian script. I don't know. But it's, it's like a collection of all kinds of things. It's, it's in colors of, of shades of green, brown, mm-hmm. yellow, blue, and red by hand painted on these pages in between all this incredibly copious yeah. writing. It's, it's really, it's got 207, it has at least 272 pages. They believe there were a lot of pages missing. Those are probably, it's probably the pages that tell you what it all means. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, you know what I mean? It's like the code. Here's the answers to it all. And now and I no, know who the Zodiac is. And nobody knows it. Yeah. But I mean, it was covered in goatskin um, like a goatskin parchment thing. Yeah, that's kind of what they did in expensive it. books back then. They would actually take the skin and dry it and lay it out like a vellum, yeah. It, it's really, I mean, when you look at it now, I believe it sits in the Yale Museum for Antiquity, Antique Books or Antiquities, and they they actually call it something else. It, um, oh, let's see, it begins with a B. It's like a... Birachi, oh, the Benicky, Benicky Library. Oh, I thought you were about the book itself. I was going to say it's a Baba book. Benicky, yeah, it's a library. It's like it looks like alchem, alchemical, magical, and science, early scientific yeah. script. Elaborate drawings, women in tubes. It almost looks like they're trying to describe like birth, and and like it's got all these like uh, chargers. It almost looks like beacons where you would have. You know, yeah. elements and things like maybe somebody was talking about creating life or creating people. I don't know. And it's actually been in that library since 1969. That yeah. Yale, Yale University's Benicky Rare Book yeah. and Manuscript uh, Library. They've yeah. actually used American and British code breakers from World War One and World War Two. Uh, they've tried a lot of people now, too. and no one's been able to. Well, one, I just saw that one guy in Turkey said that he believes that he has decoded major portions of it, yeah. he and his sons. Because he, oh, I saw that. Yeah, he yeah. looked at like um, how certain words were reoccurring, and then he well, put them to do, this Well, that's what you do, man. When you're trying to break a code or something, usually you do. You look for the most... It depends on who the person is. If it's a, like an English person, you look to see uh, the most used word letter is probably E. If you get you say, if you get those letters, you start matching letters up. Right, what makes sense? But it's that's a that's a painstaking thing to do. But it's just, it, I mean, they they can't even prove that that's you know really kind of what it is. The only thing they really know is that it's old. That really is about the only thing. And it was found by this Wilfred Voynich when he was looking for books. He uh, he's he found in a collection of I think it, they said it originally where they got it from the Jesuits was from the Holy Ro- collection of the Holy Roman Emperor. Yes. Yes. Rudolf II, who was, yes. in, you know, who was up there at the time doing that, and he, uh, Yale University has it now, and they're, they're not sure, and they're, they're just a different, uh, 
there are different sections to it because they kind of broke it down. Yeah. One is a botanical section. Yes, yep. botanicals. It has 113 unidentified plants. Right. And nobody was writing books of fiction like that back right. then. Right. Where are they getting that information uh, from? Astronomical stuff and astrological drawings, zodiac yep. symbols, uh, male and female, you know, emerging from pipes and chimneys. It's all kinds of weird stuff. Biological, he's got many drawings and miniature of pregnant women in various fluids, tubes, and capsules. Once again, an alchemy yeah. probably reference. And, uh, and, and he has pharmaceutical. A, and a collection of, yeah, it's a collection of cosmological medallions that marks them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the other one is the pharmaceutical, over 100 roots and herbs in jars and such. Yeah. yeah. Some and, they know, but not all of them. And then even recipes. Yeah. It looks like they have yeah, recipes. Yeah, it's a, he says he's got, you know, this stuff in there. He's got jars of red, blue, and green stuff mostly. Uh, continuous pages of text with star-like flowers marking the entrees, almost like the chapters. It, it's very elaborate. And recipes, forms, like you said, indecipherable writing. It's either a code or a weird language that nobody knows. And some, has, some people actually think that the Voynich actually made it himself. That was claimed, but he didn't really need to. Well, but not only that, how could he have done it himself if they carbon dated it back to fourteen? Yeah, and he would have. Yeah, because what they do is they check they they check the and they did they check the painting colors how they were made they check the uh, ink they mm-hmm. check the the paper and everything and because it's animal skin paper parchment you can carbon date it. Right. So now he's not just going to find a uh, thing for the 15th century, 16th century, and uh, just decide to write a book, spend day and night writing a book. He's a bookseller. He's not a book writer. He's right. Exactly. He's not looking at if he's going to fake something, he'd fake something a little more that they, you could identify that somebody would want, not something totally off the wall that there's it's, no demand for. Right. That's, and and it's, it just looks like it looks – it's very elaborate. It's got all drawings of – Nature and, and people with plants coming yeah. out of tubes, and it's got all these recipes, there, and nobody knows what the hell it's about. Yeah, it's that's it's, the weirdest thing about it. We talk about puzzles on this show, but this really is a puzzle because it may never be deciphered. Well, I mean, there may be nothing that's true, maybe nothing to decipher, could or nothing. it could just be somebody rambling, but it doesn't look like the ramblings of somebody. It's very intricate. Yeah. Maybe they had a problem, I don't know, but it was, it's very, uh. It's very almost manic. It's it's you could tell it's very precise handwriting through the whole thing around these elaborate drawings. And again, I think we're going to bring up this same kind of a thing with our next story. Oh yeah, where it's not like you know, like when you start writing something, even if you're like, I'm gonna, I got to get this out of my head. Right. By the third paragraph, your writing is very different. Well, yeah. Your hand gets tired. This goes on. Yeah. This is all the same. Yeah, this, this is like I don't know how they did it. Like, like, uh, like somebody or, or they said it's obviously one person did it because it doesn't look like two people did it. No, not at uh, all. But it's it's very precise and very it's very tight and very tight calligraphy. It's, whatever it is, I don't know. Unless somebody was babbling in tongues while they were doing it. But I mean, it, that's it, even scarier. It's not like, a, <laughs> but if you look at this book, you'll see it's not scribbled like a maniac would no, do it. Not at all. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not very like, neat. Yeah. It it looks really good. You're like me. Must be, that's the thing. It looks like it must mean something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it does. We may never know what it means, but I'm sure it does mean something. Mm. Um, before we get to our next one, Don, I just want to mention earlier in the show. I said a, a great way to support the show is to like and subscribe 
Another great way is to support um, our sponsors because when you support our sponsors, you're helping support us. Um, our sponsors, tonight I want to talk about Silk City Hot Sauce from Vermont. Uh, we've talked about them before. It's a perfect fit for our show. Uh, they're, they've been oddly creating the best hot sauce in the business. They have a tight relationship with a farm, the Dutton Farm, which is also up in Vermont where they are. And they grow all the peppers and all the various ingredients that Silk City uses. With flavors like uh, Dragon, which features a blend of fire-roasted and grilled peppers, roasted squash, and maple syrup. Maple syrup in a hot sauce. The Jezebel, which has fresh raspberries, strawberries, green habaneros. Honey habanero, which I've had, will never have again. If you like hot, this is hot. (laughs) Uh, Killer Hot, which I didn't find as hot, although it does have ghost peppers with carrots, apple cider, and garlic. Oh, boy. But my favorite. Um, yes. Well, my tied for favorite. The Jezebel. Tied for favorite. Jezebel and the hot syrup, hot syrup, which is like the epitome of a Vermont hot sauce. It's a blend of maple syrup, apple cider, and freshly squeezed long hot cayenne peppers. That sounds real good. The illustrations on the bottles are really cool. They're done... Like in uh, like in like a nineteen forties nineteen fifties kind of motif, mm-hmm. cartoonish, listen like a, like a Pulp Fiction kind. Pulp, of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like a, you see like a detective novel yeah. or something. You know, so go to silkcityhotsauce.com. dot com. You can use the coupon code ODD. That's odd. You get fifteen percent off. Now, listen, whether you like hot sauce or you know someone that's really obsessed with it, this is a perfect way to indulge in that sweat. Inducing con- condiment. Remember, SilkCityHotSauce.com. The coupon code is ODD. And one other sponsor, locally, not nationally yet, but in Tom's River. If you're in the area, you need to stop by on Route 37, and it's Sub Doctors. Sub Doctors. The best sub sandwiches. If you're in the Philly area, you're going to call them hoagies <sighs> or grinders. Uh, if you're somewhere else, you where they they call them uh, torpedoes, yes, yeah, sandwiches. But go see Kevin, Kevin and his staff. Go see Kevin; They'll they're take the care best. Of you. Kevin and his staff are the best. You want a sub? Go get a real sub. Go get a sub. Again, I've mentioned this many times. Get before. a real sub. My favorite is the mouse trap. Four the mouse diff- trap. Four different kinds of cheese mm. uh, done on a freshly baked sub roll. You can, or you can get it on a Kaiser roll. It's great, and that's sub doctors. In Tom's River, New Jersey. It's my favorite place when I need to go get a sub. So, Don, continuing along. Yes. This this one, to me, um, was the most intriguing. What, the next one? The next one. Well, let me say one one last thing before you got the other one. Of course, it ended up, I have to point this out, it ended up with Emperor Rudolph II. Uh, he was a Holy Roman Emperor of 1576 to 1612. He bought it for 600 ducats, but they say he, because he, he thought it was Roger Bacon, very famous philosopher and scientist at the time, <clears throat> genius. He's what he wrote it, but he bought it from uh, the astrologer John Dee, who was the astrologer to Queen Elizabeth. Right. And he was also a necromancer and did a lot of alchemy, a lot of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Alistair Crowley claimed to be reincarnated from his assistant. From him, yeah, yeah right. Uh, but he bought the book from him, and oh, Rudolph gave it to them, and he, he just never got it back, I don't think. <laughs> we are going to keep this now. Mr. Bookman's going to deal with it. It's like the guy who borrows your hedge clippers. 
Yeah. And he never brings them back. I hear you. <laughs> but this next one, it's called the more popularly called the Devil's Bible. The, the actual name Bible. is it is the Codex Gigas. G I G A S. It's the largest and probably one of the strangest medieval manuscripts in the world. Many, to- this many, one's totally legible. <laughs> this, yeah, you can read this one. Many dark legends surround it, and origins are they have full page portraits of the devil. It just makes it so much more really scary. Uh, well, it, you know, as you go through it. it, it's such an imposing. Physically, it, an imposing physically work, imposing, yes. which is what's amazing. It's in the uh, it's in the National Library of Sweden now, and it's on like they keep it on the second floor behind glass. Yeah. Now, just to give you an idea about this thing, <laughs> this is crazy. It takes two people takes two people to lift it. Yeah. First of all, okay. Well, it weighs one hundred and sixty five pounds. Yeah, it's thirty six inches tall, twenty inches wide, nine inches thick. It took 106 animal skins to make the parchment of it. 165 pounds, 620 pages. Written in one hand. And written in one hand. Like one person wrote it the, all the way through. No matter how long it took, one person wrote the whole thing. The uniformity of the writing says, almost proves it beyond a shadow. It mm. was one person. Which is crazy. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they think it was probably the stories about it mostly come out of the origin because out of like Bohemia or Slovakia there, mm-hmm. and uh, from the monks, and uh, it's got a portrait of the devil in it too. At one point, we should say that right up front. That's one yeah. of the reasons why it's called the Devil's Bible. It's one of the reasons, not the main reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, okay, the story behind this thing. Let's just tell them the basic story. Right. The basic story was there was this monk who got into trouble for doing something wrong against the rules. Herman the, the Recluse. Herman the Recluse, <laughs> which already tells you he doesn't want to be bothered. Herman the Recluse, uh, he broke his vows, and they were going to wall him up alive as yes. punishment. And he didn't want to do that, obviously. Who would? And he said he would, uh, he would take a book and fill it with a book with all the, the best world knowledge. Yeah, all the knowledge of all the world. All knowledge of the world. In return for his life, he may try to make that deal with the devil. Yeah. And the devil said, okay, you got to do it, but you got to do it in one night. Well, the, they told him that. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. He, you, okay, we'll take your deal, but you, but have you to got do, to do it Yeah, they're like night. trying to screw him over. So you got to do it tonight, and that's it. And then he went to the devil and said, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need some help here. And the devil's like, well, what's in it for me? So, so he went and he basically made a deal with the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. And uh, it's not really known where this legend started. But when you look at the Codex Gigas, you clearly can see this was one man who wrote it. It's one handwriting. And, and much, and much uh, more impressive than the other one. This actually is real writing. It's, it's uh, yes. he's got a whole set. We'll talk about that in a minute. But all the things he's got in there, the contents of it, it's not really demonic as such. You know what I mean? It's not no. really about the devil. It's really about the real Bible. It, it's got the Old Testament, yeah. the New Testament. It's got the entire Christian Bible. It's got the Jewish Bible. It's got two books: the Jewish right? War and the Jewish Antiquities by Flavius jo- Josephus. Josephus, 30, right? from the year thirty-seven to one hundred AD. Mm-hmm. An encyclopedia by Saint Isidore of Seville, yep. who lives in five sixty to six thirty-six, and a Chronicle of Bohemia, 
by Bohemian Monk right. from 1045, 1125. Then it has assorted other shorter works on medical practices, right. penitence, and uh, exorcism. And the medical practice were from the collection of medical works by Hippocrates, Theopolis, and a whole bunch of others. Yeah, I mean, he collected, yeah, he collected, I don't know how he collected this. I mean, and did he have, I mean, did he have this stuff laying around? I doubt he could have had all And how would, he, how would he write it off of memory? He had a copy of it from yeah, something. How right. did he get these books and everything? And the thing that makes it so much more impressive is all the illustrations that are in it. Yeah, that's it, too. And they're, yeah, be- yeah. they're beautifully done. Yeah, that's the thing, too. That's that's really the kicker in this, because you, when you look at it, they estimate how... They, he said he did it one night, they said, okay? They estimated if he did it so many hours a day over so many years... It, you know, they said if he did it, like, most of the day for 10, 20 years, he could have done it. They said it would have taken 30 years. Not counting it. the illustrations. Not counting. Exactly. <laughs> right. That was a nice point. It was just, that's just the right. That's not the, and these are, these are, you're talking illustrations that are, like, two pages out, like, fold yeah. out, which they didn't do in those days. Right. Yeah, yeah. folding out pages. Like Playboy. Yeah. When you, well, I wouldn't know about that. When you, get, <laughs> when you get to the end of it, when you get to the end of it, you look, there's a huge portrait, a whole big page portrait of the devil. Yes. Like, dancing and smiling and little uh, ermine loincloth. It's yes. a, the airman is a sign of royalty. And it's a full, full page. Oh, it's a full page. And then there's, uh, on the other side of the page, opposite page from that, is, is a painting, of drawing of the... Uh, the heavenly city. The heavenly city of Jerusalem as yep. depicted in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And the towers that project from the walls and the heavenly city, it's bordered by two larger tower, towers mm-hmm. that are very similar to the two towers that encapsulate the devil in the opposite picture. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird, yeah. It's, it's the, the, the drawings are, are obviously some sort of counterpoint. Yeah, for you know? sure they are. Almost like they're, they're saying, these, this is your choice. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when the book comes down, Revelation goes, this is your choice. You go to the Holy City Jerusalem, you can go off with uh, ermine loincloth. Yeah, and this thing was basically, this disappeared in a castle in Prague until basically this. Many things did. Yeah, everything wound up in Prague. The golem. Until the Swedes, um, the Swedish siege of Prague at the end of the 30 yeah, years Yeah, people don't war. realize that stuff. There were so many wars in Europe that you don't have any idea of it existed. Sweden, there's a, there was big wars between Sweden and Switzerland. Yeah, right? You know, you had That's, Finland and, you know, all these people fighting up there. It's amazing. Yep. I mean, history is history. What are you going to do? And then in 1877, this became part of the collection of the National Library of Sweden in Stockholm, it's still there today. Yes. They do say that it is cursed and it's brought disaster or illness to whoever possessed it during its history. But right now it is encased in glass. Yeah. You can't you can't actually see the insides of it. I imagine if you if go you, there. I imagine you could get permission to examine. If you it. go online, you can see a digital version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't handle it. Digi- right. Well, they, a lot of these books they were they were mishandled. For many years. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff, uh, probably much like uh, the Shroud of Turin, uh, a lot of the stuff is kept in a... Because they were mishandled for many years. That's why it's hard to get a handle on this stuff. Uh, they keep them generally sometimes under glass and, and, and fill it with inert gas like argon yeah. or something. Yeah. Because it can preserve everything without an oxidation. I always thought, like, when you looked at when people would take a book out of... The library. Um, hello, is that the that's a ghost? That was Mr. Bookman. He wants the book back. Um, 
Joy boy. When you look at people who take books out of like the the Library of Congress or the Vatican yeah. Library, and they're always wearing white gloves. Well, yeah, that's why I'm surprised sometimes when you see. Sometimes you either you even see them handling it, but like a like a like a forceps almost. Yes. They because don't they, don't want, they, don't, they don't want they don't they don't want any oil or anything. They don't want anything yeah. contaminating it. Because many times, what happens now, like, and uh, we'll probably do a show on this eventually. That was one of the problems with the, the Shroud of Turin, where they thought they had dated it a certain time, but they found that it had, there were different pieces sewn on. It was been mm-hmm. handled so much over the years that that you couldn't get an accurate reading unless you took it from a certain spot in between. Right, you know. And then didn't wasn't a, a big problem. Well, again, we're going to get into that, but wasn't a big problem with that was they they cut off so many pieces of it that they were afraid that they were going to really ruin it by. Well, they they cut off pieces. They cut off small. It took them a long time to do it because they had to treat. They took a little. What happened was they had taken the slices from a part of it that was darker, uh-huh. that where somebody had handled it or sewn another piece on there. Mm-hmm. So it gave them a different reading that didn't... Because you got to realize, this thing was trotted all over the place in medieval times. Oh, yeah. People yeah. Hand, they used to roll it out and show it to people. Yeah. I mean, so people handled it. It's hard to get a real date on that. Now, I know that this book that I want to talk about right now is probably not real, but it's my favorite of the devil's books. What's that? That's the Necromonicon. Oh, is that going to Well, that, that's a whole... I know you're going to bring that one. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't sure I was going to I would have brought. I would have brought my copy with me. Don actually has a copy uh, of the I Necromonicon. I don't think... It's not the... It's a modern version. It's probably bogus. <laughs> but people don't even know if that really exists. Supposedly, the story was uh, is written by the mad Arab sage Abru Malin or something like that. And he wrote... He went crazy. He wrote the whole thing down. And uh, and it's it's basically... It's very the story of it is very H.P. Lovecraft. Like it's creatures from beyond, right? Trying to bring them through for some reason, thinking you're getting something out of it, but they're really not. It's very, uh, it's very Crowleyish. It's that kind of ritual magic thing, but it looks like it's phone. I don't know if it's somebody's version of it, but you know, I, I doubt it's really a legitimate. Thing. And I got news for you, I wouldn't be reading it anyway. Well, sometimes I have old books and things, but some, they say oh, here's the spell for invisibility. But I'm like. I'm not reading that. Next time my wife comes in the room, there's a book floating around. She doesn't know where I am. Well, my buddy Bruce Campbell is reading that in the cabin. Oh, yeah. Well, that that version of it. That's good enough for me. Did you say the whole thing? Well, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) I I love that character because he's like, shoot first, ask questions, never. He is the best character. I love the fact that a demon appears with five heads. And he's, th- he's not thinking, oh, my God. He's thinking, all right, how am I going to handle this thing? He just wants to fight. And I put that one was when he got knocked over a wall. <laughs> the thing's fighting, knocks him over a wall. He looks over at his pal Pablo and goes, am I the only one fighting this yeah. asshole? <laughs> and it's like a giant demon. Am I the only one fighting this asshole? But I'm thinking that's a great attitude. Like, is- <laughs> just some big, ugly bastard, you know. But anyway. So let me ask you a question about the Codex Gigas, yes. the Devil's Bible. <laughs> what do you think the about book, it? I you say it's our, our old booker's book of gigs. The book of gigs. The, the devil's gigs. gigs. It, yeah, it's uh, written what do by I think Steve Dixon Span. I don't. But, what do you think about it? Well, you know, you have the legend of it, which could be created. That could be created. But even without the legend of him writing it in one night, even if it took him years to do it, it's still amazing. It's an amazing piece of work. And it, it, like you said, it's the whole Bible, and it's all kinds of historical things from famous philosophers and scientists and he really did put a compendium of great information yeah it's it's almost like a full um 
set of Encyclopedia Britannica. And if you don't believe the legend that somebody knocked this out in one two days, which is pretty hard to do, you have to realize somebody spent years doing this. Yeah. But wouldn't somebody have noticed over the years? What are you doing? I'm oh, nothing. I'm in the garage. I'm in the, just working on something here. Nothing in here. I'm just, da, 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 look, I'm building something. <laughs> you were not working on that codex, are you? No, no, prank, no. Prank call. Prank call. <laughs> His wife's like, you're not working on that codex again, are you? No, How no, no, you? no, no. Mow no. the damn lawn. Don't worry, the devil take care of that. I mean, I'll get on it. <laughs> I mean, it. I'll do it. <laughs> but it's just that when you look at it, it's, I mean, it's compelling to think that, number one, like we said, yes, one person wrote yeah, it. Yeah, the thing is, it's not really... See, that's the real trick about it, though. It's almost, it's almost weird because it's not really a book about the devil so much, except for his part in the Bible, yeah, which is pretty extensive. Uh, it, it's really about his his involvement in the making of it. It's yeah. really about his involvement of, of letting this guy do this, giving him the power to do giving it. Giving him the power to do it, exactly. I mean, that's really the story of why. You know, what's that all about? The, make, sure you put a, make sure you put a good 8 by 10 of me in there. Yeah. Like he needs to work. The weird thing about doing the research for these books and when you when you type in the devils or this, that, the, some of the things that come up. But I don't know if you've noticed recently that there's a lot of stuff concerning the devil well, and, and, yeah. and, and actors and performers who, when you look at their performances where they do demonic things you know almost like a uh, like well listen like taylor swift you know when she comes out with the big red thing and i she don't know does, what you're talking i've never seen it okay so th- there's a clip of her um where she's in i hate concert. to shock your people but I've never seen it. <laughs> you're not a swifty um where she comes out and she's she almost almost dressed like a devil with people that's dancing very common you look at it look at everything looks everything could be demonic when you look at it i mean it, it looks like the scene in uh most things today look like the scene in uh, the Ten Commandments where they're, they're dancing around the bottom of the mountain and they all got snakes and, yeah. and piercings and tattoos and there's flames going. They're having a good old time with the horned god there, you know. You're through here, Moses. See, we got the You're horned so god. We got, we got the here. golden calf. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, you know, but that that's what it looks like. It's like when the rules drop down, people start doing what they want and then it becomes a, a tenuous time because there's no more rules. It's not like you have God looking over you, but there are rules. Yeah, and you have to obey the rules. I mean, as, the rules being that you just don't hurt anybody or steal or anything. Yeah. I mean, all the other stuff, yeah. So you're saying that... I'm you, saying a lot of things. <laughs> you are, actually. So you're saying you believe it's possible that one person wrote it, but it definitely would have taken years well, yeah, it, it, to do. It, it's the same handwriting. Yeah, because it's the same. It's the same handwriting. They would just said, well, yeah, if we t- over a period of years, we all wrote it. The monks wrote it. Right. But why would you all want to copy the same handwriting? It doesn't make any sense. Right. So if one person right. was devoted to doing this, it's, it's amazing that they don't even have, if that's not the real person who wrote it, you would think there'd be a name on it somewhere. Yeah, I, identifying the work, it's not. There's nothing in there written and, about and it. You could even lift it up to look at it. 162-pound book. Think of that. That's crazy. I've had some textbooks. That's like a Stephen King novel. Listen, <laughs> I had some textbooks in college that were pretty heavy but even that's uh and you know what it was it was 160 donkey skins mm. so they actually they used the donkey let me tell you something you know how i work out moving books all day i move books uh, i have stacks of books i'm moving somebody just came by i should even say this i'm in trouble one of my old students came by because he some guy passed away he wanted me to have all this uh his uh teaching stuff 
and all this theoretical stuff about Asian arts and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get rid of books now. This guy comes by. I have so you have a lot my, to begin with. Well, he came by. He gave me like two shopping bags full of books, oh. along with some other articles. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good guy. But I mean, I'm like, I'm never going to read all this stuff. I'm, I'm working out ways now. I'm, I'm going to start rearranging things so I can use a lot of the shelves I have. I got to get a book. I, I talked to the guy. I'm not talking about this. I got to get a big bookcase because I got to organize all that stuff. So I can just look and go, oh, there's my yeah. Dictionary of Satanism. There's my. There's my Alistair Crowley. There's my, Crowley my book four. Book. There's, yeah. my, <laughs> there's my phenomenon. Here's Don, my, to a good friend, Don. <laughs> Alistair Crowley. <laughs> uh, uh, Nessie uh, says hello. Really? <laughs> we really smoked that night, sign Satan. Uh, Nessie says hi. Oh, my goodness. Well, so those those are the two major devilish books yeah, that we were able to find. Well, the thing is, too, they, they, we talk about mysteries here, but they're still, these are both still a mystery. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like they're doing anything. They're just, but it's like, you just want to know why. Right. Why did you do that? Right. Yeah, if only we could find that you out. Know what it I would mean? answer so many questions. I mean, I, I could see if you said something. Well, you know, it's, uh, he was freaking out. This guy, he was in the grips of uh, amphetamine psychosis for a week, and he just scribbled all this out manically and just <laughs> did the drawings and everything. I don't know why he did it. But then you can go, all right, some screwball did it. I'm but, freaking out, but, Jerry. I mean, I'm freaking out. But I mean, like a monk to just say, I'll, I'll be in here for a while. I'm just going to just give me a night. I'm going to knock these. The colors and everything. That's amazing. Fold yeah, out, that's... fold out illustrations. Fold out illustrations. Wait, and here's the thing, too. When they use different colors, it's not like he said. Oh, not you printing know, it. They're, they're painting it. But he goes, uh, it's not like he said, I want to do this in red. And he opened up a thing and it was there. He yeah. had a. Blend, like, they had to you get little powders of different pow- different right. metals and things. They would mix with this. And they'd, to, they'd mix their own paints. And yeah. Do. So and it, the so devil standing there, his loincloth going, it's just going to take all day. I got to get to a crap game in Cairo. Crap game in Cairo. I don't know where that came from. A crap game in Cairo. <laughs> Have you had a crap game in Cairo? Oh, I don't want to talk about that's classified. All right, All right I'm not going to uh, talk about it. You know what's it. funny? You know what Cairo means? Here's a go. You got the you got the. Oh, this this guy. is going to bake us up for another show. I'm I'm just laying chum in the water here. Deb, Deb, be prepared to all send the, me a message about this. No, I'm just saying you have the pyramids of Giza and all that, right? And then you got they talk about the pyramids on Mars. Cairo means Mars. Get out of here. Sir, word for Mars. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Don MacArthur. Yes. The man who knows so much yes. about things that can do us absolutely almost and no I, good. And I make it all up. <laughs> <laughs> so there, are only, there are certain circumstances where this stuff comes in real handy, but not most everyday stuff. Not oh. when I'm at the supermarket. Yeah. Sir, you're going to have to leave with that katana. <laughs> <laughs> that katana. Sir, sir, you're going to have to leave your blades in the car. All right. Oh, are you kidding me? Well, this... This was fun talking about these two. Um, yes, saw, it was. I saw so many things about them. I, I figured we needed to talk it's about really, them. It's really, it's really not like one of our more juicy shows. But as far right. as the academic approach to these weird books and everything, it's just a puzzle. And, and yeah. it's just to give you a little taste of it because you got to go look at these things to appreciate what we're talking about. It's really hard to describe this and give you the accurate picture over the sound waves. You've got to really go online, look it up, look at the Voynich Manuscript. Look at the the Codex Giga or the Devil's Bible, and you'll see it there. You look at the amazing yeah. work that this is. It's that somebody uh, did some incredible work, but we don't know why. <laughs> wow! I'll, I'll try to put some links to some photos. Oh, link that stuff on up. that. Um, link it. Remember, shows will drop every single That's Wednesday. Nice. 
In a good way. The next, yeah, not the next one will be on Chestnut Ridge. Yes, Chestnut Ridge. So if you're interested in Chestnut Ridge, which was um, pretty interesting story, we're going to be talking about that next week. But um, until then, Don. I don't know what to tell you. What do you I, you I, got anything else for these? I have to go. Great so, I, have, so I have a lot of reading to do. You you got plenty of books to read. <laughs> I know that for sure. But, okay. All right. Well, listen, everybody. You have a good night. Please remember. Uh, Sleep Talk tight. to people about us in Cousin a good James. way. Yeah, and don't uh, don't picture Don holding Alistair Crowley. Oh, books. stop. What? Unless you want that. Yeah. If you like that, yeah, that's man, we could talk. But... <laughs> good night, Don. Good night.